You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy, and I am your host, JJ Leahy. Right off the bat, I want to let you know about a new Packers newsletter that we over here at Packernet are putting together. I am involved, and although I did not write it, I can vouch that it is something you are going to want to read. Go to packdraft.com newsletter to sign up. Can't promise this will be a permanent thing, so make sure you don't miss any of the weekly editions right now. You can also go over to the Packernet Podcast Facebook page or the Cheese and Packers Facebook page and click on the newsletter tab. You can sign up there as well. As always, please join the Packernet Podcast Facebook group and follow me on Twitter at J-J-L-A-H-E-Y, J.J. Leahy. Shoot me some Packer-related questions. Got a lot of folks already who like to message me whenever there's any bit of football news that comes up, Packers injuries, roster moves. I try and get back to people with answers quickly, and you never know. Maybe if it's a bit of obscure information, I haven't seen it yet. In which case, you get to be the first to tell me. Well, last week was bye week, so there's still not a lot of Packers news. But we do have two days of practice under our belts, so we can look at participation and injury reports. I'm not going to talk about the Quinn and Williams trade, because it looks like that's a hoax. So to everyone who was really excited when they heard that the Jets were trying to trade Quinn and Williams, eh, it looks like we all got duped. Devontae Adams and Kenny Clark, the two big names, of course, are still full participation. They look like they should be ready to go on Sunday versus the Bucks. 
Rashawn Gary still limited participation. It would be disappointing if he can't play, but as long as we got Zadarius and Kenny, we still have a decent shot. Mercedes Lewis has a knee injury. He was limited in practice yesterday, did not participate today, Thursday. That doesn't concern me because Mercedes Lewis, older than dirt, is usually given a veteran rest day at least once a week. Now, he very well may not play, but the point I'm trying to make here is this is not really useful information if we're trying to answer that question. If he doesn't practice on Friday or is even limited, that is sign for worry. Montrevious Adams did not participate today. He has a neck injury. Does not look likely that he'll be ready to go on Sunday. So here's the two new big names we got to start worrying about. Kevin King and Tyler Irvin. Now, our offense can survive without Irvin, but I don't love our options at returns if he can't play. Irvin has not practiced in quite some time. He's been dealing with a wrist injury. In fact, to my knowledge, he has not practiced one time since the Falcons game. So the Packers may have to look at other options for punt and kick returns. Of players who returned any punts or kicks last season, excluding Tyler Irvin, only Darius Shepard, Channon Sullivan, and Jamal Williams are on the roster still. Cornerback Josh Jackson is the only other player in 2020 to do any returns. Jackson, Darius Shepard, and perhaps second-round running back A.J. Dillon are the players that immediately come to mind when you consider who might do any returns. Or potentially one of the depth wide receivers like Malik Taylor. Chandon Sullivan is probably out of the mix given his larger role in the defense this year. Darius Shepard probably has the most experience at the position, but it didn't go so well last year. He was the team's primary kick and punt returner for a few weeks to begin the season, and the results were abysmal but he was much more successful on kick returns than he was punt returns, netting negative nine yards on two punt returns last year and 147 yards on nine kick returns. New addition Perry Nickerson is a guy who's really fast. He ran a 4-3-2-40 time, and he did do some returns in college. However, the results there weren't great either. Most of his returns were just fair catches. Regarding Kevin King's non-participation in practice... Josh Jackson would be the next man up on the outside, which of course would probably take him out of the contention for any sort of returns. It would not be surprising to see the team's only cornerback on practice squad, that would be Stanford Samuels, elevated for this game to provide some depth behind Josh Jackson. The team's other position of limited depth would be tight end. Unfortunately, there's not really any tight ends in the practice squad right now that would likely be able to contribute. Nakia Griffin-Stewart and Dominique Daphne have both been on the practice squad for just a couple of weeks combined. And actually, all those weeks belong to Griffin-Stewart. Of note, Billy Wynn has used up all of his practice squad elevations. If the Packers want to have him for this game, they will need to sign him to an active roster spot. Which works out okay. They have three open spots right now. So if EQ and Kamal Martin are able to return, unlikely but within the realm of possibility, there's still room for Mr. Billy Wynn. That does it for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and follow the Packernet Podcast on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.